0: So we remain seated gonna hear our Bible reading reading from the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 to 20 Ecclesiastes chapter 5 reading from verse 10 to 20 whoever loves money never has money enough Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income, this too is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefits are there to the owner, except to feast his eyes on them? The sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether he eats little or much. But the abundance of a rich man permits him no sleep. I have seen a grievous evil under the sun. Wealth hath the arm of his owner. Or wealth lost through some misfortune. So that when he has a son, there is nothing left for him. Naked a man comes from his mother's womb. And as he comes, so he departs. He takes nothing from his labor that he can carry in his hand. This too is a grievous evil. As a man comes, so he departs. And what does he gain since he toys for the wind? All his days he eats in darkness, with great frustration, affliction and anger. Then I realize that it is good and prosper for a man to eat and drink and to find satisfaction in his toysome labor under the sun during the few days of life. God has given him, for this is his lot. Moreover, when God gives any man wealth and possessions and enables him to enjoy them, to accept his lot, and be happy in his work. This is a gift of God. He seldom reflects on the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with gladness of heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Our gracious God, the hour has come. I decree that you may increase in me. Speak through me your will to us this morning. Come, Holy Spirit, and let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I will be preaching... About money. Many preachers are afraid to talk about money because they see it as a controversial and disliked subject in the church. Isn't it? We don't hear money quite often in church. However, money is the most sensitive nerve in the human body. It runs from our brain to our wallet. Isn't it? Perhaps this may be why many parables Jesus taught were focused on the subject of money. Money has significant power in our lives. It is important to note that the church needs money to run. And open on Sundays. Without money the heating will not be on. Without money the water will not be running, neither with the electricity that air the music, even the microphone. What about the maintenance of the building? We need money to keep the church running. I am very conscious of the fact that we may have different opinions Or we may have learned different things about money. So we may approach money from a variety of perspectives. However, in Africa, we talk about money in church. Because the Bible says so. In Africa, we make donations. People give in millions to support the ministry in church. People build facilities to support the church. Despite Africa's lack of wealth in comparison to the West, we are constantly challenging each other to give to the good Lord. Since money is a major component of our lives and it has the power to help us and other people. Or hurt us and other people. We all need lessons on how to make money a blessing rather than a cost. In our Bible reading today we see King Solomon addressing the issue of money. He gives us the bad news then ends with the good news. So let's take a look at some of what Solomon had to say verse 10 says he who loves money will not be satisfied with money nor he who loves wealth with his income this also is vanity then verse 11 says when goods increase they increase who eats them and what advantage has their owner but to see them With his eyes. In this passage Solomon is telling us that some people really love money. We all kind of love money isn't it? Who wouldn't want a few extra pounds in the bank or in your wallet? But Solomon's point is that your love of money is what is driving you it motivates you it drives you to make more you may ask how much is enough whatever our current salary income or pension we want more if we invest our money we want it to grow to become more no matter how big our business we want to make it bigger isn't it a multi-millionaire, John D Rockefeller I know many of you might know him was asked a question how much money is enough how much money is enough his answer was just a little bit more just a little bit more in other words I will never have enough we believe we will never have enough we will never be content or satisfied because we always think we need more that creates problems because we are going to lose sleep over how to make it grow it and manage it in fact if you love money it may lead to your own destruction Jesus made this point in Luke chapter 12 verse 16 to 20 when he told a parable about a rich man who had a great harvest and said it is time to kick back eat drink and marry this rich man forgot that God owns both his life and his money as soon as he wanted to enjoy it suddenly death Came that night because the owner of his life demanded it. This is why Solomon said in verse 18 to 20 that to enjoy the wealth in the few days we spend on earth is a gift of God. We don't take it for granted. It's a gift from God. I have seen many rich men acquire wealth without putting God first, but never lived to enjoy it. Solomon was one of the richest and most affluent king who ever lived. Solomon is saying that money is a necessary fact of life, but don't be led by it. Money is nice, but if you think money makes you happy, fulfilled you are mistaken because that's a lie today in our society we divide people into class lower class middle class high class those who have money and those who don't have what we forget is that only God is the source of all wealth Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 17 and 18 says, Beware lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. God is the source of your money and your life. It is not your money, because it is not your life. It all belongs to God. It does not come from you. Everything we are today comes from God. In one of the Anglican liturgy, when there is offering time, they bring the offering to the chancel. And then the priest will hold the offering and lift it up. And the priest will say, Yours is greatness and splendor and majesty. For everything in heaven and on earth is yours. And of your own do we give you. What does that mean? It means that we give God back to what he has given to us. You don't own it. It's not yours. It's not your property. It comes from God. Everything we are today comes from God. Your life And the money you gain with your skills, knowledge and time comes from God. I believe the greatest way to find peace and contentment with your money is to do the unthinkable. What is the unthinkable? To give it away. Sow a seed. Support the church. The ministry of God. Here at St. Paul's church. I'm not preaching what I do not practice. Rather I'm encouraging you. To sacrifice for the gospel. The church need money. To run. Apart from our offering in church. My wife and I constantly saved up money to support those who don't have, or who we are better than. Recently, we sat down to review what we have given away in the last two years, and we noticed if we kept it, it may have been enough to deposit for a mortgage. We both know that giving to the Lord transcends this life to eternity. So the question for you this morning is what can you do to support the gospel? What can you do to support St. Paul's church? In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 to 10, the Bible says, Honor the Lord with your wealth. With the first fruits of all your crops. Then your bounds will be filled to overflowing. And your vats will brim over with the new wine. From this passage we see that we give back. Because we have been so blessed by God. Usually we honor God with our leftover, isn't it? We give God what we don't need, second-hand. However, we have a God who loves us so much that he sent his son for you and I. He didn't think the price was too much to see his son suffer and die for me and you. How can we give Him our leftover? How can we give God our leftover? We should be giving God our first fruit. We should be giving Him the best of what we have our money, our time, and all ourselves. Finally, we are in the second month. In year 2022 and I want to challenge you to look at your current giving every Sunday whether you give through direct debit or you give on Sundays think and reflect about your giving do you know that if everyone could give an extra five pounds on what you are giving every Sunday in a year it will boost the financial state of St. Paul's church and stop us from running into deficit. So I would like you to reflect and ponder on your giving and see what you can do to support St. Paul's church although we may not be talking about money this morning but i feel that helping us see our church financial states right from the beginning of the year will help us plan ahead and now i'm going to invite penny our church treasurer to tell us where your money goes and how we can do better this year. And i to you, Penny.
1: Just before I start, just to reflect on what Daisy said, in that, just to remind you that um, as a church, we practice tithing as well, so we give away the 10% of the church's income as well. Right, okay, so, firstly, before I start, I also want to say thank you to everyone for your giving to St. Paul's. Um, and particularly um, everyone who's set up and continued with standing orders over the last two years when it's been very difficult. Um, we do appreciate it. The PCC is very appreciative. So, Dosey's just asked me to give a little bit of detail about the costs involved in keeping us going. So, on the next slide, this is our budget for 2022. So, you can see we're expecting to spend nearly £50,000. Um, I have to say, at the moment, it doesn't look like we're going to get enough income to match that, but um, we're seeing how things go. Um, We we look at it um, on a regular basis at PCC. So on the next slide, um, which is a familiar thing to anyone who comes to the APCM, when you look at how we've spent our money, so you can see that the biggest part of that is what we pay to the diocese or parish share. Um, I'll talk about that in a moment. So that was our general fund budget for our everyday expenditure. So if we have any other um, expenditure, some costs are met from other funds. So, for example, we have a restricted fund, money specifically given for outreach, and so we use that for that. Or other Or we also set aside savings at the end of the year if we can for things like repairs to the organ. We recently paid £1,700 for a repair to the organ. And um, as you know, when we have a children's worker, we were paying them from the money that was given, left to us um, in a legacy. Okay, so on the next one, so in the general fund, so 65% of our expenditure is parish share. Um, other things we've got are running costs, which include things like communion wine, coffee, biscuits. We have quite a lot of licenses we have to pay for for the music, for performing, all sorts of things like that, for using computer software. Our electricity bills, uh, water, and insurance. Just to say that our electricity bill just for December was £330. So just you know, Sunday mornings and odd things, other meetings in here, £330 for a month. Obviously, that's probably going to go up as well. And in addition, we've got the Christian Centre. There's no income coming into the Christian Centre at the moment, so that's cost about 3000 a year to keep going. Right, so a bit about parish share. Sorry about this. I just want to explain it a bit. So, um, we pay it to the diocese. And it's our share of the costs of running the diocese. And the costs of the diocese include paying and housing clergy. So we're paying to the diocese. The diocese are then paying Dozy. He's not getting the full amount of our parish share, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, So, but in theory, every adult who attends church makes a contribution to our parish share. So, the income budget for the diocese for this year is 6.9 million, and out of that, 5.1 million is going to come from parish share. And the expenditure budget for the diocese is 8 million, and 5.75 million of that relates to clergy costs. Now, the diocese are actually budgeting for a deficit this year, so they're going to use their reserves to pay for that. Right, the next bit. Is the calculation. (laughs) So to calculate the parish share, the diocese uses the weekly attendance across all the parishes. And to calculate the average weekly attendance, um, they ask us to count the numbers coming to church in October each year, for the four weeks in October. So they average that. And they also take... Ten years of numbers, and then they average that, so they work out an average weekly attendance for each parish during the month of October over a period of ten years, and that is the basis that they use that so in, for two thousand and twenty two the average weekly attendance of people in the diocese is eight thousand eight hundred and seventy five people across one hundred and thirty two parishes. Now the diocese wants over five million pounds. So if you share that between 8,875 people, that's £577 per person per year to pay to the diocese. Quite a lot of money. So, however, the diocese don't think it's fair that everybody should pay the same because some people can afford to pay more than others. So it takes into account what they call the socio-economic scoring of the parish. So and then they apply that to, par- to the parish to give what they call a parish factor. so our parish is uh, not a wealthy parish, so actually our socioeconomic score is quite low, which works in our favor because it means we pay less okay so when you apply all the socioeconomic storings to all the average weekly attendance, it works out at eight thousand three hundred and 78 people, and that comes to £611 per person. Right. So for, for Saint, Now, this is the important bit. For St. Paul's, our average weekly attendance, counted in October, averaged over 10 years, is 72 people. Um, you can see that we have been our average weekly attendance has been impacted greatly by the pandemic. Um, but they, it's going to be the same everywhere. And in, in fact, this year they've actually worked out average weekly attendance over nine years. They didn't take into account last year because of the the pandemic numbers. So we've got an experience income factor of 0.734, which gives us a parish factor of 52.848. So if you multiply that by the £611 per person, it comes to £32,290, and that is the amount we are required to pay to the diocese as our parish share so i hope that gives you a bit of an idea about where the money goes we will put um with a newsletter next week we'll put a handout so that everybody can see a bit more about the about where everything goes and what we have to pay for so um please pray (laughs) and thank you joseph
0: thank you thank you